Tuesday afternoon. Welcome back into NL Newsday. Jeff Andreas here with you. Now, last night, of course, was a school district 73 board meeting. And after each meeting, I'm always pleased to welcome to the program the chair of the board, Rhonda Kershaw. Rhonda, how are you doing here this afternoon? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to come on the program. Really appreciate it. So I'll just start by uh, issuing my congratulations. You were acclaimed to the board position. So happy that you and I will get to continue to have our chats here for another year. So I just wanted to start there. Um, but uh, let's get into some of the business because there was a pretty pretty jam-packed uh, agenda yesterday and a lot of really interesting stuff coming forward. So the, I think the one thing that I wanted to start with was in regards to class size and composition. So the report came out and I was a little bit surprised by the numbers. I don't know if you were and I'll just kind of go over them for the audience here first. But as of October 30th, kindergarten 17.4 students per class on average, grades 1 to 3, 18.9 students, grades 4 to 7, 22.8, and grades 8 to 20. 12, 21.3. No classes with more than 29 students in elementary, and there was one secondary class with more than 30 students in the class. Now, with all of that being said, like I mentioned off the top, I was a little bit surprised to see the numbers being as low as they were. Was that at all surprising to you when you saw the figures come in? Um, I can't say I was surprised, Jeff. No, I, you know, our numbers are, are lower than they generally are, but we are fortunate in our district that our numbers have always um, been lower than some of the, the larger districts that you might hear more about down on the on the coast. Why do you think that is? What do you think allows SD73 to keep the class sizes smaller, which of course is, is more you know productive when it comes to helping students actually learn, right? They get a little bit more time with their teachers, and, and I, I think that's a really positive thing. I think everyone would probably agree with that, but what allows SD73 to keep the numbers as low as they do? Um, honestly, Jeff, past boards have always made it a priority when they've done their budgeting. Um, actually, even when their class size and composition language wasn't in place, the past boards of the day had policies in place to ensure that classes remained smaller. And I know when I said mentioned that one class, it has more than 30 students in it, and that teacher did agree to the increase in class size. Um, it's a dance class, I believe, at Brocklehurst Middle School that has 32 students in it. Um, so whenever there is a class above that 30 student threshold, I guess that is that has to go to the teacher involved, and they have to agree to be able to take on that many students? Yes, there's provisions in the contract language to work with the teacher to make those allowances. And so there has to be agreement on both sides and a plan in place. And, and we oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say we, we typically have a few more, actually. Um, but because of the, the social distancing requirements this year, we have less of them than we would normally see. We, we quite often see band classes and things that are bigger because they make for a bigger and a better band. Yeah, that was literally what I was about to ask. So there you go. Um, I think that's probably about all on that. Just happy to see that we are keeping the, the student numbers down in a per class basis. And and yeah, obviously COVID-19 changing things up a little bit here when it comes to, like you mentioned, bands and, and that kind of stuff. So obviously having an impact on the size of classes, but uh, still at the end of the day, keeping them small, which is good news. Now, um, I wanted to get into the uh, issue at BD Elementary. Friday, October 23rd, there was um, a, a meeting 
meeting that was hosted by two parents of BD Elementary in relation to the two Holden Secures that were put on the school back in the month of October. Uh, I know um, Superintendent uh, also mentioned there the presence of drug paraphernalia and trafficking on school grounds, particularly after school hours. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you heard. So as it sounds like there's a number of steps that are being taken here, and, and Superintendent Sullivan did mention some of the things that the city's going to be doing, right? The the city's going to be enforcing their, their nuisance bylaw. Um, there was talk about improved lighting and a number of other things that were going to be taken, uh, taking place here to make sure that safety was improved. So uh, obviously concerns from the parents of BD Elementary students, but happy to see that some action is sounds like it's on its way here sooner than later. Yeah, I'm definitely valid concern. There's really been some challenges in that part of Kamloops um, recently, and, and it, it's happened over time also. So I was glad to see that there's some really immediate security measures being put into place and being bumped up. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing that, that that's going to be really effective. If it's not effective, we'll have to reevaluate and see what else needs to be done. But it's also in part good partnerships with the RCMP and the city of Kamloops. Um, you know, we're all coming to the table and, and trying to make a plan to, to make that uh, make that area a bit safer for the students. Yeah, and, and I know you've been on the board here for a number of years. I mean, is this a, a new issue that's coming forward? Or is this something that has been kind of a uh, talk at the board table for, for some time, the issues around BD Elementary specifically? Um, it's certainly escalated in the recent... We, over time, have had issues in that area with some... With with some of the the same you know drug paraphernalia and and um, but it's it's definitely escalated this year specifically. Okay, um, I don't know. I didn't hear any talk of a like a, a review of of some of the policies that are going to be implemented or some of the safety measures. Do you know if there's going to be something that will be presented to the board perhaps sometime in the new year to see how effective things have been so far? Uh, we didn't discuss that specifically, but. Um, you know, it's a very public uh, safety issue, so mm -hmm. it, it will certainly happen naturally. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay, so moving on, that was a, a productive meeting, and, and I'll probably get into that a little bit later with some of the stuff that Terry had to say at the meeting. And But I did want to talk about the provincial and federal funding. I know that was something that was brought up. You and I have talked about it before. Um, so the $1.174 million to the school district 73 from the province, um, that allows the, the school board to make five uh, expenditures in five areas. Those would be cleaning, cleaning supplies, um, computers, hand hygiene, and reusable and disposable masks. And there was also talk about the federal funding as well, $5.34 million, which was mentioned was a little bit more flexible in terms of where it can be spent, although there are still some parameters, including like learning resources, transportation supports, and childcare. Um, I guess, uh, what, what is the status of, of that money right now? Has it been spent or is there a plan to spend it? And I know there is a need to file a budget here by the end of this week. There's definitely a plan to spend it. And um, I've a good portion of it has already been allocated or spent. Um, you know, we have a significant a significant portion of that went towards staffing allocations. Uh, we had some schools where we know or, or we certainly hope that those students are going to come back to us. And so we held those positions, which uh, caused us to have to either increase staffing in other locations or to... Um, hold that staffing with what would be smaller than normal class sizes. So that was a, a large expenditure, 
portion of those budgets. And of course, uh, we increased our custodial time significantly. And, mm-hmm. and that was something that we had actually already allocated for last spring. But the, these these funds certainly help to uh, offset the cost that would have come out of our operating otherwise. Um, and, and like I mentioned there, there is a need to file a budget here by this Friday. Um, I guess, is there any surprises that you can foresee coming in that budget? Or, or is it something that's kind of going to be, you know, pretty standard for what we see on an annual basis? Obviously, this year's a little bit different with COVID-19. So I imagine there's going to be some some things that maybe stand out when that budget is eventually presented. I don't think I'll get a copy of it this week, but, uh, you know, in December for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any real surprises. You know, there's some definite one-time costs where we we hopefully won't see those again in terms of cleaning supplies and and barriers. But um, a lot of it is is going to be ongoing for for some time. Also, um, one other thing that was talked about at the meeting last night, and this I'm hoping you can explain it to me because it went a little bit over my head. But that was the school site acquisition acquisition charge. Uh, obviously, it's related to the fact that uh, you know when the school board does need to open new schools, they have to acquire land, they have to pay for that land. So there's charges is there. Uh, but can you really explain what what this charge is? Where does it come from, and and how is it paid for? Yeah, I can. Um, so the school site acquisition charge is essentially a charge that the school district will levy in this case in particular within the city of Kamloops and um, what that goes towards is purchasing land for new school facilities that are the result of new residential construction so when we took a look at the official community plan adopted by the city of Kamloops and their population projections uh, based on on their development numbers we found that we're going to require a new secondary school and a new elementary school in Aberdeen over the next 10 year period. And so we'll have to purchase land for that because we don't currently own any school sites and we'll have to put this charge in place because the ministry uh, will not allow us to purchase land without this charge in place. They they feel that um, the development is, causing the need for the schools and Mm -hmm. so it should contribute in some manner okay okay perfect so um so like the developers of that land basically have to pay a small portion to the school district is that how that works uh yeah they'll actually pay it to the city of Kamloops and the city of Kamloops will forward it on to us it's very similar to what you would know as a DCC or a Oh, another charge that goes on to a city lot. So we're looking at a fairly low number in comparison. Um, our calculations, and, and this will all be available on our website this afternoon, but we're looking at $288 for a single family dwelling, uh, as low as $201 for a high density multifamily dwelling. So it is a small amount and it definitely won't cover the cost of, of all of the land purchase required, but it does help of it. Okay, and is that a, a one-time charge or like an annual fee? No, it's a one-time charge. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, that clears that up. So thank you very much. That was a good explanation. Um, I was having a little bit of trouble following exactly what that was. So I appreciate that uh, explanation. I think that's about all. We pretty much covered everything here, Gronda. Um, I guess anything else you want to add while I have you on the line? I don't think so, Jess. You know, it was a pretty a pretty jam-packed meeting that um, we got a lot of a lot of things covered, but uh, I think I think we've talked about them all. 
I think so, too. Well, thank you so much for the time, as always. Really appreciate this. Again, congratulations on the acclamation, uh, being in a board chair again for another one-year term. So excited about that and uh, always excited to have you on the show. So thanks for the time, and we'll do it again. Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a great day. All right, you as well. That was Rhonda Kershaw, chair of the board for School District 73.